Hey yo, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Uninformed Podcast. Jared, is it your number one podcast? <laughs> it is, man. Yes, it is. All right, so you guys heard from Jared. I got Ethan and Zach. What's up, fellas? What's up, my man? How are you? What's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Guys, listen, I have a very productive podcast for us tonight. Do you know what we're going to be talking about? What is it? Productivity. Say it again. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Whoa. That's right. Put me on that assembly line, boy. Let's go. We are going to specifically be talking about strategies for peak performance and efficiency. Yes. Jared. I know you're all about that peak performance life. Yeah, I am, is. man. Yeah, I say it every that day. That testosterone, that mm-hmm. steroids. Guys, we're going to take a deep dive into proven strategies, mindset shifts, and techniques that are going to revolutionize how productive you guys all are. Who doesn't want to be more productive? Not me. Is this your new book? Oh, it's a new book, baby. <laughs> self-help book. It could be your self-help book. I'm oh, already productive. We'll yeah. <laughs> All right, I need a volunteer. Go. Me, 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 me. All right. I heard Jared first, and then I needed a second one anyway. So Ethan, you'll be second. Jared, what is productivity to you? To me, define it. Making the best use of your time. Ethan. What is the impact of productivity to you? Impact of productivity. The the more productive you are, the more things you get done, the higher quality things you get done, and the better you look. Whoa, hey. Oh. Feel good, look good, look good, play good. I think that's how that goes. Anyway, so productivity is defined as the effectiveness of productive effort, especially in industry as measured in terms of the rate of output per unit of input. Mm -hmm. Basically, productivity could be how effective you are in whatever you are measuring. So whether that's work, working out, building something, managing your time, productivity is how efficient you are in doing that. Make sense? Yep, makes sense. Yes, sir. Tish, what... To you, what do you think are some of the benefits of being productive? Uh, being productive, it makes you look like you're responsible. Uh, people can rely, rely on you to get tasks done on time. Um, it's, yeah. Th- okay. Those are a few benefits right there, yeah. Yeah, those are two benefits. Uh, I would also say looking inwards, the benefits of being productive, you're going to manage your time better because you're going to be more efficient in how you do stuff. There's going to be less of a waste of time. So being able to do more stuff, take on more stuff, manage more stuff, the more productive you are, the more capable you're going to be in doing that. Uh, Ethan, what are consequences of poor time management? You lose your friends, you lose your social life, you become a degenerate. Wow. <laughs> Oof. How? Yeah. Uh, you know, worst case scenarios. Yeah. All cases, you lose your social life. If you're productive, yes. or if you're if you're very productive, or if you're very unproductive. The flip side to poor time management could be you spend so much time on your social life, hanging out with buddies, that you don't properly manage time to get tasks done that need to be completed. Whether that's in your work life, 
your home life, spending time with your family, fixing your deck, putting a new roof on. If you don't manage time for it, you're never going to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, a good example yeah. would be if you're fixing a hole in your roof, you go out drinking with the boys, you're hungover, you get a late start by two hours and it starts raining in the afternoon and you have a hole in your roof and you didn't finish it because you poorly managed your time. Facts. Productivity is very important, uh, especially when we're talking about within the workplace, there's a work-life balance. Jared, to you, productivity, how does that play into having a healthy work-life balance uh, I think productivity teaches you the skills to be able to perform at high levels in and out aka work hard play hard work hard in work hard out mm -hmm. just like Wiz Khalifa said so if I'm understanding what you're saying the more productive you are at work the more time you'll have to play hard gotcha yeah, yeah. exactly all right uh, Ethan, you're a big science guy. Mm. So this might appeal to you. I'm talking about the science behind productivity. Mm. So there's a lot of key principles when it comes to productivity. You know, some of them could include attention, energy management, focus. Uh, based off those three adjectives I just described, focus, attention, energy management. How do those play into productivity in your mind? Well, in my mind... You got energy. What was it? Energy, attention? Focus, attention, and, yeah, energy management. Wow, it sounds like I could use some more focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, focus. <laughs> no, energy management's good. That's because, low productivity there. Yeah, ener oh. energy management's really important because you don't want to burn yourself out. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, in the workplace. You don't want to burn yourself yeah, out exactly. on one particular project. You could be very productive on one, burn yourself out, not so much on the other. Likewise, attention... If you you know get distracted on your phone, boom! There goes your productivity. Uh, what was your last one? Focus. Same thing as focus. That's just yeah. Same thing as attention to me at least. Yeah, I would say they're very similar. If you're not focused, you're probably not paying attention. If you're not paying attention or focus, you can make mistakes. And what could have been a thirty-minute project you get 20 minutes in and realize you messed up at the 10 minute mark, now you're looking at a 40 minute project. So it's those are some of the uh, principles behind what goes into being productive. Um, there's a concept of flow, kind of like you were talking with energy management, as far as achieving peak performance. So if you don't manage your energy, you're not gonna be set yourself up to be the most productive you could be. If you burn yourself out, then it's going to take a lot longer. So, for example, if you're fixing your deck and you go full tilt for the first four hours and call it an eight-hour project, you're going to burn yourself out. And what could have been done in one day, now you're taking breaks and you're doing it over two days. And now on day two where you could be spending your time elsewhere, you're spending it on the first project do you have are you building Makes a deck sense. Jonah you keep bringing that up uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to replace my deck last year so that's why that's the example I'm that's doing. why it's so nice because, yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah thank you in hindsight okay. I would have managed my time better when I was doing it that was not a productive fix by me it 
it did not go well. <laughs> so <laughs> I wish I would have done this podcast before I fixed my deck. Wow. So moving on, talking about optimizing time and prioritization. Tish, what is priority to you? Define priority. Uh, priority is essentially a hierarchy. So what do you value uh, in terms of, uh, you could say, missions, quests, if you want to think of a video game mindset. Um, you can also think of tasks in a more work mindset. Um, how do you want to organize yourself in order to um, be able to tackle certain tasks? Uh, do you think this certain task is, uh, number one, ranked higher, more valuable than another one? Uh, it's really how you want to manage yourself, manage tasks. So, Yeah. It's important to prioritize what you need to do in the order that you view most successful. So whether that's tackling all of the easiest and shortest time-consuming ones first to get those out of the way, or Mm -hmm. whether it's tackling the biggest one where you can put your energy into that and then they get easier going down. But prioritizing is going to help you optimize the time spent because you're gonna have an order that you're gonna go in, you're not just gonna kinda wing it, you're gonna know what you're doing and that's gonna make you more productive. So there are a couple techniques out there. Are any of you guys familiar or have you heard of the Eisenhower Matrix? I've never heard of that. Actually, actually, I think I have. I think my boss literally just brought that up last week's meeting. Is it, is it, is it? (laughs) Go ahead and say what it is, but I think I know what it is. The Eisenhower matrix is a two by two square. So there's a top left box, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Each one of those boxes is a quadrant. So top left we'll call quadrant one, top right quadrant two, then down below on the left quadrant three, on the right quadrant four. All right, so top left, the two words that you're gonna have on the left side, it's important, on the top it's urgent. So these are gonna be tasks that you have to do. They're important and they're urgent. They're gonna have deadlines and consequences if you don't meet them. On the right, it's still important, but it's not urgent. So these are things you can schedule out. They're gonna be Mm. tasks with unclear deadlines, but that do contribute to long-term success. So on the top, important and urgent, important and not urgent. On the bottom, we have not important, but urgent. So these are going to be things that you can delegate tasks out to if that's something, you know, if the situation fits. These are tasks that must get done, but don't require like your specific skill set. It's not important necessarily to to you, but it is urgent that it gets done by somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect for delegating. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom right, we're going to have not important and not urgent. So Jared, if I give you a task that there's zero urgency and there's zero importance, are you going to do the task? Unless it's fun, no shot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are going to be tasks you can delete. So whether this is at work, at home, everything's going to kind of fall into one of these four boxes. So you can figure out it's either important or it's not important, and it's either urgent or it's not urgent. Make sense? Yeah. 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 Bingo. Ethan, is that kind of what your boss was talking about? No, it was a different last guy's. It was a different oh. <laughs> guy's last name. Yeah, it was something like that. It was okay. some some guy last guy's name and then like a list. But that's helpful nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. look it up. It will make a lot more sense if you actually look at it. Again, it's super easy. But everything's going to fall into a category. 
And from there, you know, again, fixing my deck, it was something that was important. I had to get it done. Like it, my dogs were gonna fall through, my kid was gonna fall through, I had to get it done. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily urgent. I didn't need to do it this minute. So that would have fallen in the important, not urgent, something I would schedule to do. Mm -hmm. hmm. The other technique I have for you guys is called the Pomodoro technique. Ever heard of it? No, I have not. Yeah. Okay, so you might have actually heard of it, but didn't know this is what it's called. Okay. So the Pomodoro technique, it's a time management method and it's centered around the belief that you should do 25 minute stretches of intensely focused work broken up by a five minute break mm. so you guys mm. might have heard something like that before yeah. yeah yeah my study technique would be 45 on 15 off so like yeah. a, like a similar style so that would be an adaptation of this hmm. and then usually after you do about four consecutive work intervals you can uh, take somewhere around the 15 to 30 minute break instead of that five minute break. But basically it's, you know, I'm gonna zero in and focus on what I'm doing for 25 minutes, and then I'm gonna allow myself a break to just escape from it, get up, walk around, go, you know, get a water, have a snack, whatever it is. Uh, and kind of to Ethan's point, that's gonna help prevent you from getting burnt out because you're not, you know, burning yourself out over a two hour stretch with no break. Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing 25 minutes on five off 25 on five mm -hmm. off so you just kind of like that one break breaks it up yeah so that's the pomodoro technique so those are I both going to be really good great yeah. those are both going to be great strategies as far as uh optimizing your time <clears throat> with those tech techniques you do the 25 minutes on you take a five minute break and uh when you're doing the task you break everything down and figure out is it important and is it urgent where does it fall within the eisenhower matrix wow that's great. I love that. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know Eisenhower was in the Matrix. Oh, God. Oh, hearty, har, har. Hey, oh, boom, informed. Another classic zinger. Next thing I'm going to talk about is procrastination. Who do you Ooh. guys oh. want me to call out on this one? Oh, oh boy. Oh, I see hey, what's going on here. I'm going to call out Zach. All right, that's fine. You can but, call me out. Yeah, okay. Zach, uh, what is procrastination? Procrastination. Uh, it's a word I know that's so dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> procrastination is when it's like there's a task that you know you should do, um, and then you put it off because you're like, oh, I can get to it later. I don't necessarily need to do it right now. And then you get distracted by other things. It could be, you know, phone, yep. other thing, yep. other fun things. And then, oh, it's bedtime, and then you don't do the task. And then the next day you feel guilty. So, yeah. How do you guys stave off procrastination? Everybody's done it, but there are times where you know you can't procrastinate. What are some of those times or, you know, do you tend to not procrastinate work stuff or if it's something you're excited to do, you don't procrastinate? How do you combat procrastination? Ethan. I hate to say this. I don't know if this is a humble flex, but I feel like I honestly am just able to procrastinate and still get things done. I feel like that's maybe okay. yeah. Wow. Alrighty, wrong person, Jared. <laughs> how do you combat procrastination? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 
I suppose one way is basically uh, I like to go and um, you know do stuff and live a life and sometimes go to Paris and Europe. As you guys know, I'm very well versed. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jeez. But you know, if I don't complete my other you know task, uh, basically it's like I can't do those things. So it's basically just like the the mindset of if I want to play, I know I I need to do my work first. And I have that mindset, so it's like I know I'll get it done, so that way I can reward myself with with the fun stuff. That was very good, and we'll actually get into that in a few minutes here. Mindset and how important the mindset is. So, you know, a lot of procrastination, it's going to be an internal uh, pressure or reason for you to not procrastinate. You know, whether it's paying a parking ticket, getting oh. your deck done, completing no. a task for work because you don't want to get fired. So a lot of those are going to be like you don't want to face the consequences and therefore you're going to go ahead and complete the task on time. Uh, unless you're Ethan and you're capable <laughs> of procrastinating and meeting the deadline, which some people are. So. With that whole with that whole thing you're saying as well, it's one of those as well. Whatever you say in your head, that becomes who you are. So if you if you say I'm gonna put this off, I'm gonna put this off. Like like your brain will assimilate. The neurons will start the fire if you do that long enough. That that's how you're gonna act. You know. So it's creating those habits with the with the mindset to make those like, you know, just who you are, not just like habits. Huh. Kind of you know? interesting. That that's mm. perfect. Jared, save that thought for when we get the mindset in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. All right, so next, moving on, boosting efficiency and effectiveness. Well, if you're more efficient, you're going to be more productive, right? Right. Uh, yeah, you should be. That's how it should equate, yeah. Yeah. Efficiency, effectiveness, they're yeah. kind of synonyms, kind of mean the same thing. So, therefore, if you're more efficient or effective, you should be more productive. So, when it comes to efficiency and effectiveness, there are also several strategies you can implement to help improve those. A lot of those uh, could be along the lines of automation, outsourcing, delegating. So if you remember back to our Eisenhower matrix, the delegation's gonna fall into stuff that uh, you would view as not important, but, but urgent. So if you can delegate or outsource a particular task, that's gonna boost your own productivity, right? I would say so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, then you can focus on other priorities. Yeah, bingo, exactly. Look at you, Zach. I'm learning. He's killing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, another useful technique you can use is, uh, you know, learning technology. Leverage your technology to help you complete your tasks. If and I don't really have a good example here, but if I'm trying to record my podcasts on a Windows 98, it's probably going to be less effective than doing it on, you know, the newest MacBook Pro or whatever it is. That also makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not just technologies, you know, computers and chips, you know, if you have an old hammer that start, you know, the head comes off and you're constantly having to put the head of the hammer back on the handle, you're taking time away go out and buy a new hammer, you'll be more productive with efficient tools as opposed to old ones that aren't as effective. Yep, exactly. That's, that's, yep. the, so that's the biggest one, I would say. Effective tools. Yeah, so there's yep, effective uh -huh. tools. Not just in actual technology, uh, but any sort of, you know, tool technology tools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it is. Like that. An engineer's tool is computer or a calculator. A, yep. a manufacturer's mm -hmm. tool is a hammer. Yeah, a, mic a the mechanics brain, Whatever tools, the tool yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now, Jared, you foreshadowed mindsets. 
yes, for sir. productivity. I'll come to you since you had some great insight. Why do you think, or in your opinion, your mindset is important to productivity? Uh, yeah, so I suppose you can think of the mindset as like a map, you know? So if you have the map, you can figure out where you want to go. If you don't have the map, you can still get there. You know, you see the sun a certain direction you walk. It's a little bit harder. Um, you know, so you need the right mindset. And with the right mindset, you need the right tools as well. It's the same thing of, you know, you assimilate. You know, if you're in bed and you're tired, you start to, your brain will associate with that, that, hey, this is a place where I sleep. Right. So if you try to do a lot of work in your bed, a lot of people are less productive there. And that's why, you know, you make a workplace because then you do a lot of work there and then you start to assimilate, I'm more productive in this workplace. So it's creating the right, you know, place for the mindset and then having, you know, that, that uh, you know, mentality to really go at it. Yeah, I like it. Another word that you could use similar to mindset could be your attitude. Mm. If you have yeah. a poor attitude when you're going into a project, you know, I don't want to be here. Why am I here? I don't want to get this done. That doesn't lead to being productive. You know, they say a lot of times, especially in sales, you can stop a sale before you ever even get started if you have a bad attitude going into That's it. That's a good one. Because that bad attitude that is, is going to seep out into, you know, how you talk, the underlying tone, the words you choose. There's a lot of subconscious stuff there. But especially when you're dealing with people, they'll be able to sense that, like, this guy's got a bad attitude. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so the attitude's going to be extremely important to your mindset as far as how productive uh, you're going to be. Ethan, do you have any good examples that you can think of when maybe you have a bad attitude? How you overcome that in regards to completing a project? Uh, humble flex time. No, I was going to say the opposite. Who actually got? <laughs> I never have Here's a bad the attitude. attitude. Coming in. I, I, I totally am. Totally, I can flex on the procrastination. I totally cannot flex on the attitude thing. I think that's actually one of my weaknesses, unfortunately. If I have a yeah, bad attitude, you do have a, yeah, it's hard to yeah. like change that to be productive. So again, yeah, yeah, I'm, again, I'm a bad, bad, bad example. Pretty snippy, yeah. Yeah, having yeah. a bad attitude again, it's n very unproductive. Yes. So yeah. I can give you guys some examples as far as how to try to change your attitude, but ultimately every person's different. So advice that might work for Jared might not work for Ethan and Tish might be like, yeah, it kind of helped, but like it wasn't the most productive advice I could have gotten. So you need to yeah. figure out why you have the bad attitude. And to your point, Jared, with the mindset, just don't figure out a way to overcome that bad attitude and be more productive. Hey man, easier said than done. It is easier yeah. said than done. Mm -hmm. So one thing, again, going back to my deck, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I bought the house, it had issues, I had to get it fixed at some point. But it was the middle of summer, it was hot out, the screws in the deck, they were all stripped, so my screwdrivers, my drills weren't working, and I had a bad attitude about it. And I sat there trying to cut the boards and pry them up with Jared, and, um, you know, I realized, like, you know, I'm dreading this so much that it's taking me forever. And I was looking at how productive Jared was doing, and he was just flying through it. So I was like, you know what? It's just something I have to do. I have to do it for my wife, my daughter, my dogs. I just have to get it done. 
and the quicker I get this done, I'm out of the heat, I can have a beer and I'm done with it. So for me, it was just like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And to Jared, that kind of goes back to your mindset. It's like a, a lot of it's a self-discipline. So, and you had talked about like the neurons as far as mm -hmm. changing your mindset, there's an actual science to it and mm -hmm. what it does chemically in your brain. There is. Yeah. All right. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I have a question. So, yes. um, I don't know. We might get into this later, but I'll ask you now. Um, so, as far as changing your attitude, how would you go about doing that, and how difficult is it? I, from what I heard, uh, a habit takes about thirty days for it to implement. Um, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on that. I've heard sixty days. Sixty. Okay, maybe maybe I was wrong. Yeah. And I've heard 21, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. who All actually right. knows? Yeah. So Tish, this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Advice I could give you might work for you, but it may not work. Or it may work for me, yeah. but it may not work for you. So for me personally, I just... Look, everybody's going to have a bad attitude from time to time about certain things. But at the end of the day, if you really think about, like, what does my bad attitude accomplish... And I think you guys had said it earlier. You're going to push people away from you. Nobody's going to want to hang out with you because you're just not fun at the moment. It's just, it's not productive at all. So mm -hmm. you can kind of sulk your way through, you know, a project. But at the end of the day, you're only making it worse because maybe it's like a five mm -hmm. difficulty. But you're building yeah. it up to be like a nine in your head. And then you're going to start creating issues that aren't there because you just have a bad attitude. So for me, you know, I look at the end goal. Like, look, in six hours, I'm going to be done with this. And that six hours is going to go at the same rate, whether I have a bad attitude or a good attitude. But it'll feel probably longer if I have a bad attitude about it. Certainly. And then I'm going to have to yeah, come home. True. And I don't want to bring that negative energy to, into my house and affect my wife or my daughter, my dogs, my brother, my mom, my family. So I just kind of try to internalize it. And like for me, having a bad attitude doesn't, you know, it doesn't bode well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't bode well. And one of my favorite quotes in life is the only disability in life is a bad attitude. Yeah. Oh. Whoa! I, I love, love that, that guy. guy. That's a good one. So, isn't that Forrest? Yeah, a good one. No, no it was actually um, little Down syndrome kid. What? Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was an individual who has autism, and he was, I think, the like an assistant equipment manager for the uh, Clemson Tigers football team. And oh. Coach Dabo Sweeney hmm. had the the kid out. The players loved them, and he would give speeches from time to time. And he ended one of his speeches with. You know, remember the only disability in life is a bad attitude, and that just that. really touched me and stayed with me. Wow, so, touching me right now. Yeah, whoa, well, that's pretty good. Right. So, moving forward, one last quick thing to touch on. You know, and this will help answer your question as well, Zach. Uh, okay. Work-life balance. So, in this specific section, you know, we're referring to you know your work, obviously, compared to like your uh, redoing my deck. So you have to have a work-life balance. If all yeah. you're doing is working 18 hours a day, you're not gonna be in a good attitude, most likely. You know, If you're working two to three jobs, and unfortunately, maybe that's what you have to do, but as far as being productive, 
if you have time to blow off steam. So that kind of goes back to the Pomodoro technique where you work for 25, take a five minute break. You gotta be able to blow off steam in your, uh, your home life balance. So when you're at home, that's your break. So you put in your time at work, you know, you gotta be able to have a work-life balance. I think we would all agree, as with most people, having a work-life balance is important. Of course. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But that will actually lead to higher productivity because you're when you're away from work, you're able to re- have a mental reset. And Jared, I'm sure there's some science behind that that you could get into, but I won't have you bore everybody. But I'm sure there's studies done as far as being overworked versus having a, a good work-life balance and what that leads to in terms of your production. So uh, just wanted to touch on that with you guys. Work-life balance, very important to productivity. And that kind of brings us to the conclusion of what I wanted to talk about in terms of increasing your productivity. Went over a couple strategies, went over some stuff that went into productivity. What do you guys have for me? How productive are you, Jonah? What would you rate uh, your own product? <laughs> what would you rate your own productivity? Man, that's a good question. Like overall, like in my life, or um, I don't know. No, like, just work. I would Let's say, just do work. I would say I probably I would fall in the important, not urgent quadrant of the Eisenhower matrix. I think I get stuff done, but I also have a tendency to procrastinate. Uh, and at times it comes back to bite me where you're cramming last minute. But I think overall I'm productive. I get stuff done that I need to. Um, so, I, you know, I would rate myself as somewhat productive. Could I be more productive? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jonah, I have a question for you. So I'm not sure if you came across this scenario recently, but probably in the past you have. What if there's uh, a task that your boss gave you that you know it's definitely busy work? Um, do you complain about it or do you like, you know, say, hey, this is if I have a bad attitude, it's going to even be even longer. Do you just say, hey, I got to stick it out and get it done so I can move on to something else? Yeah, so if my boss gives me a task, my boss has the ability to fire me or to pay me. Those are like the two. Oh, well, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. But so yeah. I have to get it done. Yeah. For me, if it's something I don't want to do, I'm just going to put my head down, get it done, and then I'm yeah. done with it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. It's like kind of when you're in a job, maybe you have to take some like online courses about not sharing confidential info, you know, HIPAA or whatever it is. It's kind of like, yeah, you know that, but you have to complete those videos anyway. Yeah. So you just kind of put your head down and get it done so that you don't have to worry about it. I think you could also just ask your boss as well, like, is this what, necessary is, or? what you know? What's the point of me completing this task? Because maybe there's a reason he has you do it that you don't know about. Yeah, um, and that's fair to say. You yeah, know, fair to or ask. you know, if you don't like it, and you could be like, oh, I think I could efficiently more handle my time doing X, Y, and Z. You know, but you know, ultimately, yeah, like Jonah said, the boss is the boss. What do you? That's where true. you know our strategies of prioritizing come in handy if you have a b c d and e to get done and the boss gives you f which you feel is busy work maybe you do ask your boss hey how important is this this is what i have going on i just needed to know where to prioritize this Mm -hmm. and then from there maybe it's like okay well we'll give this to somebody else or don't worry about it just get it done or this is the top of the list and then from there you can prioritize and be more productive about what you're doing 
So, uh, do yeah. you guys feel like you've learned anything from this? Are there any tips or techniques that, that you might not have known that you'd be willing to try to implement in your own life as far as increasing your own productivity? Eisenhower Matrix. Oh, look at you. There we go. Yeah, that's going to be my tool now. It is worth looking up. Once you see it, you'll have that image in your brain. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. um, and that will make you more productive. So, uh, thank you guys all for listening to this power-packed episode on productivity. Uh, I hope you all feel inspired and equipped with practical strategies to enhance your efficiency, achieve your goals, and lead a balanced, fulfilling life. Remember... Mastering productivity is an ongoing journey, so you're not going to accomplish it overnight, step by step. But by implementing these techniques, you'll be on your way to reaching new heights of success and fulfillment. Join us on our next episode of The Uninformed... Woo! Techniques, efficiency, productivity, Woo! and more. Create new cognitive pathways. Bye!